the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Senate passes a sweeping Republican tax bill amid unified opposition from Democrats. After a marathon session, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell made the announcement at 1.33 a.m. in the nation's capital. Colleagues, we're moving now. Uh, to final passage. The call sparked outrage from Democrat Ron Wyden. Millions of Americans must be watching in stunned disbelief tonight. The bill now goes to a conference committee to be reconciled with the House's tax bill. Linda Kenyon, Washington. The vote was 51 to 49 with just one Republican voting against it. The bill also includes permanent corporate tax cuts and temporary tax cuts for individuals. It also repeals the Obamacare mandate. Congressional scorekeepers say it could add more than a trillion dollars to the federal deficit, but conservative economists say it's likely to stimulate economic growth and make up the difference. This is SRN News. Michael Medved sees the sexual harassment issue getting out of hand. Are we a little bit destructively obsessed right now with this subject? I honestly think that we have gone beyond the point of legitimate concern into the point of mad hysteria. I think that's where we are right now. The Michael Medved Show, afternoons at 2 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 o'clock here in the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center, that means it's time for the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the local one, Mitch Berg. Mitch executes a bloodless coup over the Patriot Airwaves next. Tune in tomorrow at 2 p.m. for the closer, Brad Carlson. Together they are the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Let's take a quick peek at the forecast. Lots of sun, upper 40s today. We'll do it again for Sunday. Partly sunny, near 50 on Sunday. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, which is three, four months away from celebrating its 16th birthday as one of Minnesota's foremost blogs about politics, current events, history, uh, pop culture, and whatever else grabs me. In fact, perhaps the foremost blog covering simultaneously those five subjects. I'm also found on the web at True North. Look, truenorth.com, 10 years strong, Minnesota's essential voice for center-right uh, uh, political opinion. Uh, and it's, last week was a, was a better week than most. You can want to go back and read the whole week uh, worth of the proceedings at True North. Found at looktruenorth.com. This is the 
headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, uh, of course, uh, going on uh, 14 years now of dominating Twin Cities weekend radio, ergo dominating Twin Cities radio. Uh, the uh, Of course, the Brad Carlson uh, show, known as The Closer, heard every Sunday. Brad will be back tomorrow. I had a great time filling in for him while he was off on assignment last Sunday. Uh, he'll be back tomorrow. King Banyan, of course, does the best show in America and thus the world on economics every Sunday morning, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday morning, rather, on our sister station, uh, Business Radio 1440. Uh, and, of course, that's replayed every Sunday as well, I believe. So uh, Yes, 9 to 11. 9 to 11. The voice you hear that, of course, uh, Lee Michaels, the uh, my boss here at AM 1280, the Patriot, in for uh, in for both uh, Terminator and, and the Conciliary, who are both off on assignment today. Yeah, you get the C team today. They <laughs> just right. they pulled, the, pulled me out of mothballs. <laughs> that's right. So uh, address all complaints to, to him today. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're about me. That's right, absolutely. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You, That voice will be the first one you hear. Lee will be uh, taking your car as, call as well here today. So by all means, give us a call. You can also join us on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N. Now, your first question might be, gosh, what could we possibly talk about today? There is, there's, there's even less of a shortage of news today than there is most days. And, and I, I do plan on getting to most of it, as well as... Uh, talking with our good friend Jason Flores in the next hour from the Center of the American Experiment, uh, talking about, excuse me, Americans for Prosperity. I'm sorry, Americans for Prosperity. Uh, it, there's so many great conservative nonprofits out there, you need a program to tell them apart. So anyway, from the uh, Americans for Prosperity, going to be talking about the Republican uh, tax bill, which, uh, as you just heard on the news, passed the Senate and uh, appears to be on its way after much uh, Sturm and Drang towards passage here. What is that going to mean to you, the American taxpayer? Well, we'll find it. Sounds like we may just find out before too terribly long. So we'll be talking with Jason Flores sometime in the next hour or so about that. So stay tuned. That's going to be a lot of fun. As far as... uh, as other subjects today, I mean, there's so much uh, to, to get to here today, and I want to touch on all of it. First, I want to just express a little bit of ire at the people who've been running, well, everything, everything for the last 25 years. I, I've expressed this on this show, I don't know, maybe a couple of times in the last 14 years. I, I grew up in the Cold War. I'm very much a Cold War kid and a Cold War veteran, you might say. Yeah, I and more so than many. I mean, I grew up in the middle of missile country out in North Dakota. I mean, the nearest Minuteman silo was just up the road from the, where I grew up. And I was keenly aware throughout my young adulthood that the whole world, everything we knew, could get erased in a heartbeat over you know, somebody. <laughs> a scenario like you saw in the movie War Games, if you wanted to be really, really absurdist about it. I mean, the wrong people make the wrong mistake at the wrong time, and poof! Off go the missiles and there everything goes. And I spent a good chunk of my teens and probably early to mid-20s wondering, why on earth would I bother having kids in a world like this where, where the wrong people making the wrong assumption at the wrong time could lead to everything pretty much getting incinerated or irradiated out of existence? And it's not an accident that, that my oldest uh, child's birthday coincides roughly with the complete evaporation of the world's constant nuclear alert when the during the fall of the Soviet Union uh, after the fall of the Soviet Union when it was realized that there was really no more cold war and there was no more need to keep 
uh, <laughs> thousands of missiles and hundreds of bombers and dozens of submarines on constant alert on both sides waiting for a war that could happen on 15 minutes notice at any time, 24-7-365. There was no more need for that. And things that I grew up accepting as normal, like uh, air raid warnings being tested several times a week, and when I grew up working in radio, learning how to handle the emergency broadcast system, which, Lee, you may yeah. recall, since we're, we're not too terribly far apart in age, and we both started in the business, I think, around the same time. My, pretty, my, pretty close. My first radio job was 1979, and we had to learn how to read authentication codes and learn how to run the emergency broadcast system out of our station at the time. The, the time back then, when you think about that, I, I was with you in the Cold War, where I grew up even here in the Twin Cities, you know, across the street, basically, from the Twin Cities Army Ammunition plant yep. we had that there was control data spare univac back there at the time and I, we we kept thinking my friends and i going well when the missiles fly they have to be targeting the twin cities army ammunition plant so yeah. we're, <laughs> we're, we've got tech here and we've got uh ammunition so we're probably third, going third, third strike targets i'm here to tell you yeah. way way behind missile silos yeah. and, and although you guys you, your missiles would have been long gone before <laughs> <laughs> tell that to tell that to Ivan, okay? They didn't necessarily yeah. believe it. And their intention was to hit the missiles first. We yeah. can talk about, about nuclear but, strategy. But some it's of interesting the, because yes. that was also the time, too, when you talk about just how we lived, thinking about that, that we could oh, yeah. be. And that was my point is, you know, yeah. thought we would definitely be a target here. And oh, yeah. oh, what are you going to do? You're not going to get anywhere in 30 minutes. So grab a lawn chair and be vaporized with uh, everybody all together. Yeah. But, we, you know, that was when we had the, uh, the miniseries the day after and oh, yeah. all these films with you know what the post-apocalyptic nuclear holocaust would be mad max of course was yeah. was a classic of, of the genre that's right and and in, in a lot of ways if you're a walking dead fan i mean the the zombie genre was basically the first cousin of that entire genre absolutely I mean, it's like an apocalypse that doesn't necessarily have red stars on it but uh, oh and of course the great classic of the era red dawn oh yes <laughs> <laughs> worst movie i ever loved yeah me <laughs> anyway, too that's right and the worst movie that was the worst movie i never liked was the remake of it which was oh i see yeah no absolutely Absolutely. And they, were, they were both awful. But yeah, still, I, the, the original was awful in a way that any 20-something guy just had to love. Well, any we, back then in high school when Red Dawn came out, I mean, all of us thought that's what we would be oh, if yeah. we were attacked by the Ruskies. Oh, yeah. Just me and Leah Thompson traipsing, traipsing <laughs> through the Rockies with an AK-47 <laughs> and a captured tank. Yeah, that would be that's that was the life for me. Uh, and of course, very unlikely to, to, to be anything like that, obviously. So anyway, I, and that was... And and that that was such a when when the Berlin Wall fell, and when the Soviet Union fell right behind it. I've expressed this on this broadcast many times in the past. It was almost like the world started all over again for for yours truly, uh, in a, in a lot of ways. I actually, I, I didn't even think twice about trying to have kids until that part of the world, that part of the world that we all of that age grew up with, had changed, and it did change. And, and for the last twenty five years. We've raised a generation of people who have not the foggiest idea of what that feels like, who have just only the most abstract notion of of what that sort of tension in the back of your mind feels like. And, of course, they've, they've grown up with different tensions, obviously. My kids were uh, 7 and 9 on 9-11, and so they're, they, they have a different idea of what could come bolting out of the sky at them hypothetically. And even they were a little young to really absorb a lot of that, uh, although... I've done my best, but the fact that 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 part of our lives 
as as a society has been gone for this long has been a wonderful blessing. It's enabled us to to do so many things that we didn't do. I mean, obviously, my having kids was one of those examples. But if you look back uh, in fondness on the prosperity of the 1990s, which, by the way, Bill Clinton uh, claimed full credit for, well, I mean, he was cashing the peace dividend check that he was able to cash because of the fall of the Berlin Wall and the end of the Cold War. So you can thank Ronald Reagan for that and Margaret Thatcher, Lech Wałęsa, and the whole crowd that brought you the end of the Cold War. And it has been economically, personally, emotionally, societally, uh, an absolutely unalloyed blessing to not have that tension hanging over us for the last 20 years. And I've been phrasing that, uh, that last sentence rather carefully in the past tense, because it is in the past tense. Uh, this according from the London Telegraph. Hawaii uh, yesterday tested its nuclear attack siren for the first time since the end of the Cold War amid rising U.S. tensions with North Korea. A wailing siren was sounded across the isolated volcanic, volcanic archipelago as the U.S. state tested its attack warning system just days after the hermit state fired a ballistic missile, missile quote, capable of striking anywhere in the United States. When the siren is sounded, residents are advised to seek immediate shelter and remain there until an all-clear message is broadcast over radio or television, which, of course, is kind of absurd because one of the side effects of a nuclear explosion is all the radio and television stations go dark, <laughs> except perhaps, I, don't, I mean, leave aside the fact that the antennas are blown down, uh, the electromagnetic the EMP, <laughs> electromagnetic <laughs> pulse, a surge of electronic energy transmitted through the air by the uh, nuclear explosion, fries out all electronic circuits within a, a certain radius of the explosion. So good luck with that. The, ni- the nice thing is where we're sitting right here in the bunker, Mitch, we're basically in a big giant Faraday cage. Shh, 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 shh. Don't want to talk about that just now. <laughs> it's going to become the most popular place in town if, if in fact, North Korea does have uh, intentions. Like you, said, the bro- absolutely- like you said, the towers will be down. We won't be able to broadcast anywhere but here in the studio. That's true. And sometimes it, it feels <laughs> like that's all we're doing going. anyway. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We'll have that. Go- but that's a, by the way, this radio station was built during the height of the Cold War yeah. when a certain number of radio stations had to be uh, able to ride out not only an explosion but radiation and, and electromagnetic pulse and so not to say anything but i'm just saying something this is one of the safer places in my current social circle to go in a, in a case of, of an event like that let's just say anyway each month in hawaii emergency officials already test a separate warning system for tsunamis and other natural disasters uh it informs residents by the way from the, the telegraph again it informs residents to turn on a radio or television for information and instructions for an impending emergency uh is uh, or if in a coastal inundation area to evacuate to higher ground. Uh, What this draws attention to is the fact that now uh, the new North Korean nuclear missile that was tested this past week has a significant, the KN-08 it's called, has a sufficient range to reach basically the entire continent of the United States uh, from anywhere in North Korea to anywhere except perhaps the far reaches of the Florida Peninsula, maybe, if you're lucky. And I'm not moving there because I'd almost rather deal with North Korean bombs than, than some of the hurricanes that they get all the time. Not to mention the, and the flying cockroaches that you get in Florida. Notwithstanding that, I would just like to point out to whoever it is that let the world get back to this point. Thanks for nothing. I owe you one. And I'm going to pay that back in coming weeks. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Thanks a lot, Bill Clinton.
Thanks a lot, Barack Obama. No, much obliged. Uh, much more when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, good day. Welcome to our super cold show, eh? Hey, good day to you, Hoser. Hey, you know what the best thing about winters in Minnesota are? (laughs) I know. It's my Arctic Spa and Swim Spa. They're made in Canada for these ultra-cold Minnesota winters, eh? You know, you keep saying that, but what exactly does that mean? Hey, they got that patented forever floor that doesn't need a concrete slab, eh? And they got that patented walk-on cover that holds up to a 1,000 pounds of snow, eh? And everything in between. Arctics are built for the cold. In fact, anyone can build a hot tub. But Arctic knows how to make them work in the harshest of environments. You should see everything they put into these spas. <laughs> yeah, and how they are in the power bills, are too, man. Are you kidding? That's what Arctic does best. Hot water for very little dough, eh? Yeah, so if you're looking to buy one right now, eh? Or just making the plans, visit Premier Pool in Chanassin today, eh? And see what a true cold weather spa looks like premier pool and spa where we take fun seriously online at premierpools.com take off eh? i was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do i felt helpless and i didn't want to leave it up to her but i didn't know what to do or say i didn't know there were other options available i didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life Across America. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Hi, everybody. Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call if you should care to join us. This is what I say every day around 3 o'clock, at least on Saturdays. I could do another hour, sometimes two. But go home. 
Follow my must because there's other stuff to listen to on this station, including, of course, Brad Carlson every Sunday, 2 to 3. Brad will be back. Uh, of course, it's better to do. I'll be glad when this uh, whole sexual harassment uh, subject dries up and goes away just because it's become, as Michael Medved noted on his show this past week, it's become a bit uh, over the top as a national obsession. Uh, there's other obsessions to to, to focus on uh, in, in this country. By the way, if you are been watching the American left, one of their obsessions over this past 24 hours is the uh, is is uh, Michael Flynn's guilty plea and uh, his cooperation with uh, with with uh, the FBI's investigation into the so-called uh, collaboration between uh, the Trump campaign and the Russians, which uh, some of my liberal friends, God bless them all, are hopping up and down and calling, and I quote, treason, indicating that they have a, a bit of difficulty understanding what the term treason means. Uh, <laughs> Russia, you see, treason is selling out your country to an enemy, and, and Russia isn't technically an enemy at this point. We're not We're not at war with them. We we're no in no real danger of going to war with them, Lee Michaels. I sometimes it's 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 like the the classic line from the Princess Bride. I don't think that line means what you think it means. <laughs> and I know I'm doing more of a Marlon Brando, Brando than Antonio Banderas, but you know what I'm getting at here. No, Mandy Patinkin. I'm Mandy sorry. Patinkin, yep. I mix the two up constantly, and I don't know why. Uh, great line from uh, not great line. Great response to that from Andrew McCarthy yesterday. And and, and by the way, I when I say. My liberal friends, I do have liberal friends, and they are uh, hopping up and down thinking this could be the event that literally brings down literally Satan Hitler, which is their point of view on Donald Trump. Some of them think this is going to be what does it. Well, Andrew McCarthy had a great piece uh, yesterday in National Review on this. Of course, Andrew McCarthy, not a Trump fan, writing for the Not Trump Fan National Review, which is just this side of being never Trumpers, uh, in his piece yesterday, what the Flynn uh, plea means, he says there's less to it than meets the eye. Uh, Flynn, who is uh, reportedly cooperating with the investigation of special counsel Robert Mueller, is pleading guilty in federal district court in Washington, D.C., to a one-count criminal inf- uh, information, which is filed by a prosecutor in cases uh, where the defendant waives their right to be indicted by a grand jury. Uh, the false statement charge brought under Section 1001 of the Federal Penal Code, I know, I feel like I'm channeling Hugh Hewitt here, uh, stems from Flynn's conversation on December 29, 2016, with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak. You see Hugh Hewitt pulling out a name like Kislyak in one take? No, I can't either. At any time, anyway, at the time, Flynn was slated to become the National Security Advisor to President-elect Donald Trump. The conversation occurred on the same day that then-President Barack Obama announced sanctions against Russia for its interference in the 2016 election. It's believed to have been recorded by the FBI because Kislyak, an agent of a foreign power, was subject to monitoring under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, uh, also known as FISA. So McCarthy continued, obviously it was wrong of Flynn to give the FBI false information. He could, after all, have simply refused to speak with the agents in the first place. That said, as I argued, this is McCarthy speaking, early this year it remains unclear why the Obama Justice Department uh, chose to investigate Flynn. There was nothing wrong with the incoming national security advisors having meetings with foreign counterparts or discussing such matters as the sanctions in these meetings. Plus, if the FBI had FISA recordings of Flynn's uh, conversations with Kislyak, there was no need to ask Flynn what the conversations entailed. 
While re- initial reporting, oh, we'll come back to the initial reporting in a moment here, but I'm just going to read a little bit more from Andrew McCarthy's uh, piece on the indi- on the on Flynn's confession. While initial reporting is portraying Flynn's guilty plea as a major breakthrough in Mueller's investigation of potential Trump campaign collusion with the Russian regime, I suspect the opposite is true. <laughs> and and by the way, McCarthy's suspicions were more than paid off uh, potentially a few minutes ago here. Speculation that Flynn is now cooperating with Mueller's investigation stirred in recent days due to reports that Flynn had pulled out of a joint defense agreement or common defense arrangement to share information with other subjects of the investigation. As an ethical matter, it's inappropriate for an attorney whose client is cooperating with the government uh, to uh, share the information with other counsel, essentially. Here's the deal. And this leads up to a one-two punch that I'm afraid is going to leave some of my liberal friends uh, comatose and, and perhaps having a real difficult time coping with life yet again, uh, as if this last year hasn't given them enough, uh, <laughs> enough uh, to deal with. Uh, understand, if Flynn's conversations with the Russian ambassador had evinced the existence of a quid pro quo collusion arrangement that the Trump administration would ease or eliminate sanctions on Russia as a payback for Russia's cyber espionage against the Hillary Clinton campaign with the Democratic Party, It would have been completely appropriate, even urgently necessary, for the Obama Justice Department to investigate Flynn. But if that had happened, Mueller would not be permitting Flynn to settle the case with a single count of lying to FBI agents. Instead, we'd be looking for a major conspiracy indictment. And Flynn would be made to plead to far more serious offenses if he wanted a deal. Cooperation in exchange for sentencing leniency. To the contrary, and for all of the furor, we have a small potatoes plea in Flynn's case, just as we did with Papadopoulos's case, despite extensive, quote, collusion evidence. Now, I get it. If you're one of this show's very, very scarce number of, of liberal listeners, I get it. You guys are starving, almost literally, for the big hit against the person you consider, consider to be literally Satan Hitler himself. But we've been through this before, haven't we? The media, Trump, basically takes an event, a, a potential event or a non-event or, or an over-reported event, trumps it up to be, if you will, as so to speak, the next big thing in the campaign to rid the nation of all literally Satan Hitler and overturn the results of the 2016 election, which, of course, is what the goal is. And they get all of your hopes up, all of you progressives out there who are are looking for that overturning of the election, only to wind up disappointed, dare I say humiliated, just mere weeks later. It hasn't failed yet. It seems to be unlikely to fail now. And in fact, it may be failing even as we speak here. And I... We'll couch this in a in a disclaimer in a moment here, but I'm going to go back to the sentence of uh, or the paragraph, I should say, that McCarthy wrote earlier in the piece. I mean, the, the big money piece in terms of the way a federal prosecutor looks at this case, at this Flynn's plea, was the part I just read. How if it were if there were any there there, Flynn would be pleading to something a whole lot uh, gnarlier than lying to the FBI, which 
as we saw during the Clinton administration, is barely a crime. Uh, We'll go back to this paragraph here. When initial reporting, wow, initial reporting is uh, portraying Flynn's guilty plea as a major breakthrough in Mueller's investigation of potential Trump campaign collusion, I suspect the opposite is true. Now, we gave you the reasons that Andrew McCarthy, mind you, a former federal prosecutor who used to do this sort of thing for a living, had doubts about this narrative from a purely legal sense. Now, if you are a conservative who follows the media and who follows the misdeeds and the sloth and frequently incompetence, not to mention agenda mongering of the Twin Cities, excuse me, of the national mass media. We'll get back to that with the the Twin Cities media shortly. But if you follow this, you know that the first place to look is at the reporting. Let's look at the reporting. This uh, just came out via Zero Hedge within the last uh, few moments, uh, within the last hour or two here, uh, as I try to get it to scroll into place here. During a live special report uh, uh, on the, let me get this to work here. dum de dum de dum I love the web. Uh, having, uh, this, by the way, is from Tyler Durden at uh, Zero Hedge. Having caused chaos in financial markets briefly set the liberal media on fire with I told you so's and sparked a renewed round of impeached Trump demands. ABC News issued a clarification to their bombshell Flynn report that not only negates the entire story, but provides Trump with another round of ammunition to fire against the, quote, fake news media, end quote. Critically, ABC News reports correcting their earlier report, Michael Flynn is prepared, uh, reporting that Michael Flynn was prepared to testify that Donald Trump directed him to uh, contact the Russians as president-elect, not a candidate, Well, turns out he didn't. Uh, During a live special report, ABC News reported that a confidant of General Michael Flynn said Flynn was prepared to to testify that then-candidate Trump was instructed to uh, contact Russian officials during the campaign. That source later clarified that during the campaign, Trump assigned Flynn and a small circle of other senior advisors to find ways to repair relations with Russia and other hotspots. It was shortly after the election that President-elect Trump directed Flynn to contact Russian officials on topics that included working jointly against ISIS. You know, the sort of things that a national security advisor is supposed to do. Which, by the way, it was hinted at in the National Review piece. More when we come back. We all know Minnesota is a great state to live and work in. But what if we're falling behind? At Americans for Prosperity Foundation, we're sharing lessons and reforms from around the country. From tax reform to school funding to corporate welfare that will put Minnesota back on track and ensure everyone gets their chance at the American dream. Check out DoBetterMinnesota.com. Americans for Prosperity Foundation. On at a new time, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280. The Patriot. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. 
Grandpa Pat, I'm trying to find the cheapest bike. The cheapest or the one that costs the least amount of money? It's the same thing. Not exactly, Ian. You gotta consider initial price, warranty, and the cost of repairing or replacing it when it doesn't last. So cheapest up front isn't the lowest cost? It's kind of like a Blue Ox heating and air system. When you weigh the initial investment, warranty, utility cost, and lifespan, Blue Ox is your best value. I'm picking up what you're laying down, Grandpa Pat. Call Blue Ox Heating and Air at 7634-BLUE OX today. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. Do you know the top three promotional items for driving new customers? We do. Do you know how to make your logo come alive and magnetically attract new, long-lasting customers? We do. And do you know how to ensure your logo is delivered on the right promotional items on time at a great price? We do. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Who are we? We're for Imprint, the nation's leading team to make your logo shine on your choice of thousands of promotional items. And right now, we want to share with you for free the top three promotional items for driving new customers. Discover them now by texting BAG11 to 888988. Let us show you what a difference the right promotional items can make to help grow your brand. With 4imprint, you'll get high-quality products, exclusive items, popular brands, on-time delivery, and outstanding customer service. That's what we do. Discover the top three promotional items for driving new customers by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. An important message from Medicare. It's Medicare Open Enrollment, now through December 7th. Time to go online and look at all your Medicare plan choices. Like prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage plans from private insurers. Look for lower costs, more benefits. I'm open to that. Every year, plans change. So can your health needs. Open to something better? Start today. Use the tools at Medicare.gov. Or call 1-800-MEDICARE. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us, won't you please? There's a time I would have hit that post so tight you couldn't breathe through it. And that time was last week, I don't know. This is my prom theme in high school, by the way. Well, if I'd have had my way. That's 651-289-4488, the number to call. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N. That's short for Northern Alliance Radio Network, where uh, we've got operators standing by on all those channels. You can also uh, call in. Obviously, we'd love to have you there. Or... Uh, join us on uh, Facebook at, ha- at uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network is the uh, the Facebook page. Either way, we're uh, we're dying to hear from you. And of course, uh, as always, uh, our operators who are standing by have orders to move anyone who disagree- disagrees with me to the front of the queue. Unlike an awful lot of uh, metro politicians, and to say nothing of liberal talk show hosts, I relish the conversation. I thrive with a conversation. And and I say this partly because I it's obvious and true and I, and I certainly hope that uh that that I that I deliver on that promise and by all means take me up on it because I'm I'm ready to go here. But the latest in a in a plague of Twin Cities <clears throat> liberal politicians who have gone out of their way to stifle all dissent 
uh, uh, happened this past week. Sarah Freeman is a DFLer running for uh, House District 61B to replace the retiring Paul Thiessen. Uh, actually, not retiring. He's running for governor, which means he's retiring because uh, he's not going to get the nomination. And if he does, bring it on. I can hardly wait. <laughs> Paul Thiessen running for governor against anyone on the Republican uh, ticket would be just a, a massacre. Uh, and and I mean in a good way. Sarah Freeman is a DFLer, however, running to replace him, and she pretty much is looking to be a puppet of Michael Bloomberg, as is a safe enough thing to do. 61B is one of the, the tonier neighborhoods in South Minneapolis, and um, she is pretty much running to be a puppet of Michael Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg the, the action moms, and every town for gun safety. And I don't mean puppet in the cute, cool sense, like like Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chopper, Kukla Fran and Ollie. I, I'm talking about the other kind of, of puppets, the, the, the type of puppet like, I don't know, uh, like Wojciech Yaruzelski was for the, the Soviets, that kind of puppet. Uh this past week, Sarah Freeman, uh, in in trying to queue up the, the the victimology vote, which of course is a big vote on the on the left these days, uh, related something about her uh, past as a quote victim of gun violence end quote, uh, an, an attacker who quote showed uh, her a gun end quote, and 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 went on from there. And of course, not to to take anyone's story less than completely seriously. But she followed it up with a link about uh, myths about concealed carry, which was interesting because there's absolutely no evidence that the person who who robbed her uh, in her story had a carry permit. In fact, it was quite the opposite. The, all the evidence that we had uh, before us indicated that this person was most likely a criminal who couldn't uh, qualify for a permit uh, for, for any place in the United States. And so the attack on, on carry permit holders was, was uncalled for and completely uh, misplaced. Now, two women, uh, actually, in full disclosure, both of them friends of mine, posted comments on Ms. Freeman's uh, Facebook page. And, and, and both of them are women who are well-known among carry permit holders and, and firearms activists. One of them, rather less well-known, is, is a committed liberal a quite far out there on the left on pretty much every issue except the Second Amendment, uh, of, for which she's a tireless supporter. And again, full disclosure, a good friend of mine. And uh, both of them left very thoughtful, very uh, considerate, very polite, very sympathetic posts that happened to ask questions about Ms. Freeman's the source of her information, the, the provenance of her linking of the person who'd robbed her with carry permit holders who are universally law-abiding citizens that have to prove their status to get their card, and, and just simply looking for a little bit of elaboration, a little bit of, little bit of detail, a little bit of beef, a little bit of cow to go with the moo, as George W. Bush might have put it. And and for their response, they received a, a considerate, thoughtful, uh, extremely intellectually rigorous response from candidate Freeman, one that everyone found satisfying and thoroughly, uh, thoroughly dignified response to a couple of very se- uh, serious, sober, intellectually honest questions. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> I lied. No, she deleted the comments and went on as if they'd never happened. What do you think oh, this shot. is? What do you think this is? Opposite world? <laughs> the DFL doesn't like to answer questions, as we found this past year. In fact, this is something that I that that needs to be treated as a bit of a scandal in this city because. We've seen this over and over in the past. I don't know if you've had to deal with this, Lee Michaels. I don't know how active you are in in fencing with the left on social media in this town. But, for example, two years ago this Christmas when uh, Minneapolis City Councilwoman Alondra Cano uh, was uh, protesting at the Mall of America with Black Lives Matter, uh, under her guise as a city councilwoman, she received some flack, you may recall this story, from some constituents of hers, including some constituents who were lifelong DFLers who would rather have their fingernails pulled out than vote for a Republican, but who were a little on little little not thrilled with the idea of Alondra Cano using her office to protest for Black Lives Matter, which, by the way, has the approval of about a third of African-Americans. It's a fringe movement even among the people they purport to represent. So far, so good. You may remember this, Lee Michaels. Yes. Uh, Alondra Cano basically doxed the people who criticized her, posted the personal information they'd left about themselves at the How Do We Contact You section on the website by posting these screenshots of these pages with the personal emails, phone numbers, sometimes home addresses of these people who had who had contacted her via the city website. In other words, using city data right. to shame people who had questioned her, who had dissented from her in any way. Now, that's bad enough. And and that should be uh, in a in a just world considered a crime in its own right. Should be, yes. You'd think so. Now, the other thing that however, and this is part of a of ongoing trend that started to to, to pick up around that point, I broke this story. I to the best of my knowledge, I was the first person anywhere in Twin Cities media on my blog at shotthedark.info as well as my Twitter feed to publicize this uh sleazy venal doxing of ordinary citizens who had every expectation of privacy when you contact your your representative via the city website. You'd think. Well, uh, Andra Cano's response to to me, again, unexpectedly so, was a sane, sober, intellectually honest, rational... <laughs> I can't keep going. No, she blocked me on Twitter and on Facebook, and and blocked my emails and blocked everything, and and, and that's, I mean, showing that she is exactly what she thought we is a thin skinned, intellectually vapid popsy. Right? Reminds me of uh, my my nephew when he was about three four years old. Bingo! When you step in front of him or you do something, if he just closed his eyes and he didn't see you, yes. it didn't exist. <laughs> If I just erase this post yes. or close my eyes and don't see it, it doesn't exist. And and, and for, for their purposes, it's true. You don't exist because it's their effort to control their media environment. And as far as and as far as the environment their supporters and the people who can be unveiled into voting for them are concerned, if it doesn't appear on a Twitter feed, it doesn't exist. Now this has been happening more and more. In fact, there are I, I, I mean there there are commercial services now that will rate people's social media profiles by by their likely politics and allow people to just say, okay, everyone whose profile matches, say, uh, conservative Second Amendment supporter activist, uh, block them pro, uh, I mean, what am I trying to say? Block them from my, my feeds, right. all of them, and don't let them through. And 
for example, I, I went and wound up in an engage uh, trying to question Representative Tina Liebling about something or another, and I found that I had been blocked from her feed, even though I've never interacted with her in any way, shape, or form for any reason ever, ever. And so, what this means is that elected officials are suppressing constituents and other taxpayers' free speech on their social media accounts. And this is something that should be treated as an attack on free speech, because if they are ins- if they use that power to insulate themselves from criticism on social media, then what they are doing is manipulating free speech and, and really shutting down free speech in regards them, which is what. Uh, which is what Alondra Cano did, right. which is what Tina Liebling and, and many other Democrat politicians, this is what Kim Norton did when she was questioned by Second Amendment supporters two years ago. And it's what uh, Pam Freeman is doing here, basically shutting down. She's a candidate. She's not an elected official yet. God willing, uh, the Republicans will pull someone out to, to challenge for that seat, and, and God knows what will happen. But this is what is happening. The, 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 these people are insulating themselves from any semblance of criticism. And that's a that's a very left thing. I mean, let me ask you this, Mitch. I mean, how many people or how many of your conservative friends do you know that have blocked or not wanted to engage a liberal? I will put this out there as a challenge to my liberal friends. And I know there are some of you out there. If you can find an example of a Minnesota conservative politician who has blocked anyone proactively that's the word i was looking for before proactively blocked anyone before any engagement or for that matter i i have yet to meet one and i stay up on this stuff pretty religiously i have yet to meet one to block anyone who hasn't gone scatological or threatening on them uh without cause ever i mean i i know people who are the targets of an awful lot of really scabrous criticism who will maintain their uh social media uh, availability to everyone up until things turn threatening and ugly and bizarre. And then maybe they'll block them. 651-289-448. It's absolutely disagree. I challenge if you're a liberal out there and you've got any examples to the contrary, let us know. 651-289-4488. You bring the evidence. I, I will surrender. I will surrender the point. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. 40%. If you own an annuity, you could be entitled to 40% more in guaranteed lifetime income. Annuities can be complicated, confusing, and riddled with trap doors. You know that. But did you know you could be robbed of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars? But one call to J.D. Melberg Financial could make this simple and easy and help you get 40% more in guaranteed lifetime income. They've been featured on PBS, CNBC, and Inc. Magazine. Their expert analysts will reveal the optimal time to activate your annuity, how you could collect this money tax-free, cut your fees and expenses, or how to get out of your annuity without costing you an arm and a leg. Learn how their exclusive next-gen annuity strategies could increase your income up to 40% by calling 800-798-3399 now. That's 800-798-3399. 800-798-3399. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker. 
with the law firm of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me Sundays for the Justice Hour. We'll talk politics, Israel, and the law with prominent newsmakers. The Justice Hour, Sundays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Parker Daniels Keyboard, wise counsel, winning results. Go to parkerdk.com. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. We have a winner. And that winner could be you. The Patriot is giving away $20 to Dick Sporting Goods, and it's easy to enter. Just go to am1280thepatriot.com, click Dick Sporting Goods Contest, and sign up for the Patriot Newsletter. Simply fill out the form. You'll be signed up and be in the know on station events, contests, news, and you might score 20 bucks to Dick Sporting Goods. Must be 18 or older to enter. Hey folks, Dennis Prager here for Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. I've been telling you for years that they have a beautiful family-run store with the largest selection of loose diamonds in the state. Now, Continental Diamond is the home for Breitling Watches, the only independent jewelry store in the Twin Cities to offer these amazing Swiss timepieces. Favorites of pilots all over the world, check out the amazing selection of Breitling chronographs at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and find them online at ContinentalDiamond.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. The number to call. Join us, won't you please? My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info. Jason Flores from Americans for Prosperity coming up after the top of the hour here to talk about the the tax bill, which is upcoming here. Uh, Stay tuned for that. Of course, later on the hour, I want to talk about the downfall of Garrison Keillor. I actually planned on talking about that through much of this hour and other stuff just intervened as it frequently does on this show but but i figured a little keeler talk would uh would would be hard to avoid as as tired as i am of talking about the the current round of uh flapping of gums about sexual harassment uh it's hard to miss that because garrison keeler is such a, a pivotal figure in minnesota media in minnesota broadcasting certainly and in the way minnesotans see themselves uh, that, that I figure it was it was worth it, and and maybe maybe I say, this might be a turning point in the way sexual harassment is perceived by the Minnesota left. I doubt it, but it could very well be seen as that turning point because you're starting to see that uh, even it's very been very interesting watching. Uh, I, I, this last couple of weeks, I spent binge watching. A show called uh, "The Man in the High Castle," which is a take uh, an adaptation of a Philip K. Dick novel from the early 1960s, in which the uh, Nazis and Japanese had won World War II and divided up the United States. Now, you'd have to—I'm not going to go through the entire plot of the movie or of the of the miniseries. It's an excellent miniseries, by the way, uh, especially if you can keep track of several different. Uh, sort of alternate plots in your head at the same time uh be a little confusing if you don't do that but if you go into it with that in mind uh it's a fascinating fascinating show 
and and one I totally recommend, uh, in spite of the main characters who just bore the life out. I mean, nonetheless, the plot itself and the the rest of the show and the most of the writing is so very very good, and and the the premise is so fascinating. But there's one. There's one bit, and this is not too much of a spoiler, I don't think. And if it is, well, plug your ears and go, yeah, 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 because I'm going to do it anyway. There, there's a scene where the the top Nazi in America, the top SS officer in the American branch of the SS, uh, is a four-star general in the SS. And he's he discovers that his son has a form of multiple sclerosis for which the Nazis uh, exercised euthanasia uh, throughout their raid. They figured multiple sclerosis, mus- muscular dystrophy, I should say, was a genetic defect that needed to be exterminated. And so here is the, the son of a four-star Nazi general uh, is looking at a death sentence for genetic imperfection, and the father has to figure out what to do. And I don't think I'm being overdramatic when I say that that's somewhat of the conundrum that the left in Minnesota find itself, finds itself in with Al Franken, Dan Schoen, and now Garrison Keillor, both, uh, all three facing career-threatening injuries to their reputations because of sexual harassment, and suddenly having to judge for themselves what's more important, actually delivering and, and, and having some integrity about one's promises in regards to the way they treat women, or the goodies they bring you as a legislator and as an entertainer. And it's quite clear watching Minnesota liberals in reacting to Al Franken, to Garrison Keillor, not so much to Dan Schoen, quite frankly. They they got to kick them under the bus good and hard back when there were plenty of Democrats left to kick under the bus. Now the numbers are thinning out a bit, uh, just a bit. Uh, they're getting a little more... I mean, it's cutting a little closer to the heart when you start dealing with people like Franken and Garrison Keillor and John Conyers, who even now the uh, the major uh, media are reporting that the, the the leaders of the Democrats in D.C. are asking for Conyers to resign. So this is getting to be a tough call for an awful lot of Democrats. We'll be talking about that uh, sometime around the bottom of the next hour here. But I just thought I would take a moment to just give a little personal uh, aside to the the, the the people who who voted for and pressed for the Met Council to build the light rail trains uh, through South Minneapolis and then finally the one through my neighborhood in in St. Paul. Now I've I've recounted the economic dislocation in some cases the economic devastation that uh, the construction of the Green Line brought to the Midway in St. Paul. I don't need to go over that again. Uh, what I did find, two things last week. I, I am now spending a certain amount of time commuting via train. And, I mean, I I know I opposed the train. I could just hear liberals now saying, you hypocrite. Didn't you oppose the train? Yeah, I did. But I pay for it, too. So uh, since I paid for it, I'm going to use it. And, by the way, I pay my fare on, like, uh, about half the people who ride that thing. But two points. For starters, for the $1.4 billion that it costs to build this, the Green Line and the $2.1 billion we've spent on construction for both lines, you'd think that they could keep one simple, nice little feature going. And that is, you used to get up on the platforms to ride the train, and the, and the little billboard up on top would say, on line one, the next uh, Green Line train to downtown Minneapolis is coming in four minutes. They used to do that. Now they don't. I'm just wondering, have they given up on keeping their own timetables in line and broadcasting them to the people? I mean, all you get now is the time. 
which is a nice thing to get because if you have a schedule handy and the trains are running on time, that can be very useful. Of course, you don't have a schedule in your hand and the train is never on time. Never. <laughs> never. Uh, that's if everything is going right. And, and I say if everything is going right because it never seems to be going right on the Green Line. Tuesday, Thursday morning, the trains were 10 minutes late because of a water main break in downtown St. Paul. And I remember thinking all the dislocation got caused by bus lines when a water main would break. They would, you know, drive around the block to get around the water main break. But you can't do that with a train because it has to go on, you know, tracks. I also thought 10 minutes late. Well, the trains come every 10 minutes. So I'm sorry, a train is actually on time, even though it's 10 minutes late. That's the only way they wind up on time, apparently. The other thing was later in the day, and perhaps you saw this on the news, perhaps you didn't, but... They managed to derail a light rail train in downtown Minneapolis, right right near where I was working that day. And I thought, it's a level street, a straight piece of track running right through the middle of downtown. You're moving slow through the middle of the city. How on earth do you derail a light rail train in that kind of environment? How do you do that? You'd have to work hard. To, to, to run a train off the track when you're doing 15 miles an hour on a dead flat, dead straight line of track. How do you do that? And, of course, it, it completely disrupted all the train traffic on, on the green and blue lines for the rest of the day and overnight. I'm just thinking, this is what $2.1 billion gets you these days? <sighs> Jason Flores from Americans for Prosperity when you come back. Northern Alliance. AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. Life is all about choices. Cars, shoes, appliances, pretty much everything you buy. And when it comes to life insurance, SelectQuote offers you a choice of your best prices from up to 15 great life insurance companies and over 100 different policies. So you not only get the perfect life insurance for your needs, you probably save hundreds of dollars in the bargain. 
Jason is 40. He controls his cholesterol meds, but is in good health. Select Quote got him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. Select Quote, it's all about choices. To see how affordable life insurance can be for you, go to SelectQuote.com or call 1-800-671-7070. That's 1-800-671-7070. 1-800-671-7070. Over a million people know. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Pastor, you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that your congregation will really enjoy and benefit from, but you just can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give SermonSearch.com a try. Sermon Search is packed with sermon outlines from revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. You'll also find images, videos, and analogies to complement your presentation of God's message. Be inspired to study, create, and proclaim with SermonSearch.com. This is AM three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.